0: everyone, it's Raghu back with Mind Rolling. Got an old friend that I'm going to be talking to here, Lama Surya Das, in my continuing series around the sea change in our country that is going on. But before that, I just want to remind everyone, I haven't done it in a while, and I do want to remind everybody about support, because we need it. We need your support. Um, I haven't talked about the idea of, uh, hey, how about $9 a month for... Try it for six months. Hopefully a year, but try it for six months. That'd be $54. And that's a recurring donation. So just go up to Be Here Now Network, and you'll see the Donate button. We would really appreciate that. I, I mean... I know it's a constant thing, whereas in we are uh, a foundation. And although we are contemplating uh, doing some kind of partnerships, somewhat like an NPR model, where we get people to uh, give us a generous grant. And it'll say, this program is brought to you by a generous grant from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, maybe. But for now, we depend on you. so see if you can't see your way through to that uh, kind of a donate, or one- time, whatever is good, any amount. Or Amazon, you know It's bookmarking our Amazon link and into your browser and uh, into your bookmark bar. That's really what it is. Uh, and go out and get whatever it is you need, and we get a, 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 a small percentage. That helps to support supporting the network, the people that work very very hard to put all of these podcasts up, all the teachers who work at uh, providing the content, and of course um, our Heart Mind app, which is a beautiful app that has everything in it at a finger's touch on your smartphone. So I've got a. Uh, I just wanted to give one recommendation, which is. Have you all heard, and I know many of you had John Cabot Zinn, who's a pioneer in mindfulness, and he has this great book that came out a long time ago, and I love the title of it, "Wherever you go, there you are." I'm always thinking, I gotta get out of here i gotta I gotta go on vacation or something. I'm going to go to a beach in the Caribbean and just lay out there. So I end up going. I mean, I haven't done this in years. uh, And then I'm, you know, like anybody, I'm lying out there on my chair on the beach with my book or something. And then all of those weird ass thoughts that float through one's brain, uh, they're still there. So uh, that's what John's talking about. Wherever you go, there you are. So deal with it with a little bit of mindfulness, and this book will help a lot. So go out and pick it up. Okay, that's the pitch. We need your support. However, which way you you can do it, do it. There's a store you can buy mindfulness stuff in and all of that as well. And um, Oh, wait, one big thing. For those of you who... Uh, have not been to a retreat with Ramdas and Krishnadas, May 3rd through 8th, there are still spots open. And uh, you just go to ramdas.org and uh, events on the menu, and you'll connect into it to see who's there, which is going to be, of course, Ramdas and Krishnadas. And. Um, Sharon Salzberg, our really close friend who who does a lot of these retreats with us, she's going to be there. And then a brand new, incredible Lama, Lama Tsultramaglioni, is going to be there. And uh, she does fantastic work around uh, dealing with negative emotions and has a whole practice that is extraordinarily helpful. Uh, She's been on the podcast, actually, and recently. Uh, So... Uh, take a look there and uh, it's a fabulous event and uh, right on a beach in Maui. I mean, it's just stupendous, wonderful facility, chanting every night, meditation, yoga with my beautiful wife, Saraswati. And so I wanted to mention that because these, uh, these things do get sold out, but there still is room right now. Now, what better time to, uh, you know, to, to think, okay, I am going to be on that beach, and I won't have to read John's book because I'll have all these teachers reminding me about how to keep mindful. So I wanted to talk about. uh wanted to mention that, and uh, and now here, uh, Lama Suridadas. Uh, we just, as I mentioned before, we continued in our little series around the sea change. I love to keep it to that level. Uh, the sea change in this country, which is causing uh, tremendous anxiety and fear and anger which i unfortunately indulge in myself um and um and so we go through and i have been talking to all kinds of uh our friends out there teachers and and so on uh aforementioned Lama Zoltrum and and Sharon of course and um and just trying to pull out what it is that can help us with our reactivity and, and how do we deal with social action. So, uh this one is with Lama Suridas, of course he I love when he says, All right, it's time for us to mench up. Now, mench up is like a a Yiddish sans- Sanskrit word, which means we gotta get ourselves authentic around what's going on here. So he he gives a a wonderful discourse around that not a discourse just a, a chat uh, with some great wisdom and um and we ta- you know you talk about the the big wall that's we're supposedly going to build we it's the big we the big we did elect the little guy that's in there right now and um <laughs> so, yeah build the wall prevent uh, as if that's going to happen but uh and then Suryadas takes it as, takes it into another analogy about building walls around our hearts. That's the wall that we got to rip down, because we, a lot of us are building that up, aren't we? Anyhow, here's Lama Suryadas, uh, in my uh, wonderful, very old friend, and uh, who I love dearly. And he's a real character, and he's. Uh, He's someone who is steeped in tremendous uh, amount of pa- practice and uh, has a lot of wisdom around Tibetan Buddhism. So here it is, Menchup, with Lama Surya Das. Hi, it's Raghu It's Surya Das, one Hi. of my oldest friends from the back in the day of India. Here we are. We're still hanging in there, Surya.
1: Still hanging in there. Yeah. I'm just gonna echo whatever you said because you are. It <laughs> feels like when I see you and talk to you. <laughs> Mother uh, India.
0: Yeah, really. Um Mother India has been good to us. Has she good not? Good to us, yes. Very yeah, yeah, really. Um so um hi everybody out there in podcast land. I just wanted to I wanted to let everybody know that I've been doing these uh a little a series not really a series of podcasts, just with uh, some of uh, Surya Das and, and my friends from back in the day, from Ram Dass on forward, uh, Sharon and uh, uh, Salzburg, and about this change that we're all going through since the election. And now that uh, we have a new president. And, uh, of course, we're getting a tremendous amount of feedback about all of the difficulties of that. And we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about how to, uh, how to get a little bit of balance around it without succumbing to some of these really disturbing emotions that we seem uh, I got. We're going to talk about mine. We'll see if you have any. But uh, so um, where were you? Fateful night, December uh, of rather November 8th, 2016. Where were
1: I? I was watching the election results, I think that's the date, right? With my uh, friends here in Massachusetts, in Lexington, in our town.
0: Mm.
1: And, um, but I was very much with the spirit and with the community and with what was happening. And kind of um, startled, shocked, learning something new. For example, remembering that some of my British journalist friends had said, you know, Trump could actually win this election. Notice what happened with us with Brexit. And it was such a surprise. And I said, "Ah, nah, but um, that's where I was. And uh, in some sense, still there, but moving along and things have moved along. Um, What did you say? We're going through the change.
0: Sea change. Sea change, I've been calling it. That's how I refer to it rather than Trump.
1: Yeah. Um, It would be good to see more change and transformation. Not to uh, play on words too much, but I like when you said the change because I think I'm going through some kind of menopause or something. <laughs> but I think the problem that the country has is menopause, and we need to mench up a little bit. And I'm not sure we have a mench
0: at the helm.
1: I'm not sure we have a mench at the helm. We may have somebody with a diagnosable, you know, certifiable condition, but um, I'm not going to pick on the president individually. Uh, we did vote him in, you know, we, whether the public majority did or not, we voted him in with our democratic process, and we have to live with the consequences, and uh, I think perhaps resistance and clarifying things, clarifying ourselves, is very important now, not passivity.
0: Yeah. You know, one interesting thing, I, I wanted to mention this to you, that uh, I got an email with my other hat, at the love server member found it both. That's we're all part of that. But uh, Ramdas.org, uh, just an info thing, uh, and it was somebody who is a longtime devotee of Karoli Baba Maharaji, and and been very uh, involved with Ramdas over the years as a student, and he said to me. I got uh, a letter from the foundation and, and it was a letter that started out uh, reflecting on this very these very difficult times that we are facing that was it was a letter about uh, you know support for the foundation and he said I I have to you know I have to tell you I am I'm a devotee I have had a relationship with Maharaji I've had a relationship with Ramdas and I really take umbrage at the way that you are couching this. I voted for Trump, and I I am a conservative, and I am for for the policies of uh, how did he put it? Uh, one should be taught how to fish, not given fish, yes. right? Which is the That's central cons- right. conservative uh, Republican uh, view, at least the the <laughs> the one that we kind of are more familiar with through the uh, Reagan years, et cetera. Uh, But uh, he said um, this idea that you cannot be a devotee unless you're a liberal left-wing progressive and a conservative is just, I can't understand why this is such a prevalent uh, factor. Uh, And and I just had to say this to you. Uh, And you in particular, me, because you're doing podcasts as well, around this subject and and obviously uh, you know you have a negative view of uh, of uh, what's what this new uh, administration right. is about so i actually i actually wrote back and i you know he was very sincere and mm-hmm. and i have want- and he has a
1: good point an interesting yeah. point
0: yeah exactly and i have wanted to address this and it's, it's, uh, we'll talk more about it in, in a, on a bigger um, level uh, in a minute. But I said to him, you know, I have no – this is not uh, – the, the, the we mentioned difficult times. The difficult times are not just for the people who are dissatisfied with the results of the election. They're for everybody. Point in – you know, just take the point uh, in, in hand that you actually wrote this letter, which was very difficult for you because – you know, to to even uh, confront what you feel is 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 a huge wave of people, and you're one little guy, you know. So th- that difficulty, it is difficult for all of us because there's this schism and there's this polarity, the polarization. So I said, and I have no problem with with you or anybody espousing or or being in favor of policies. That would be more conservative, whether I agree with them, for instance, you know, around the environment, I find that re- really difficult. But again, put that aside. What I'm talking about in this situation and where this reactivity comes from is is the person, the human who has uh, said such disturbing things or mimicked a physically challenged people, that reporter or or been so uh treating uh-huh. of women as chattel in the way that he's talked about them or the racism that has been endemic in so many of his speeches and his and his tweets and all of it i said that doesn't jive with with our values of compassion love and kindness it just doesn't and and that's what this is about so that was my response to him i actually got a note back saying you know thanks for responding. And, you know, he basically said, you know, that uh, in some way uh, we we were we, the big we liberal or progressives or whatever you want to call. I, I don't even consider myself that. I'm just human. Uh, and uh, he said, you're misconstruing uh, or you're uh, the, the uh, press has created these images and 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 Put a certain emphasis emphasis on them in a way that leads you to believe that these things are true. In other words, the just you know it's the party line that's coming from the Trump camp. That the media is evil, and they are you know it's it's uh, so this yes. is where he but you know but it was very very respectful and and we did it very nicely in terms of our exchange. I'm wondering and have you thought about this yourself? Have you actually talked to anybody? Who has uh, supported uh, this uh, new administrator, administration?
1: Yes, absolutely. From top to bottom, from <clears throat> people, intelligent, learned people on panels to, and individuals to just um, people I meet along the way or in travel or in a coffee shop or watching sports somewhere. Um, it's just different views. We Buddhist uh, teachers and magazine editors and other people also are wrestling with this. And it's very important not to, uh, we feel, you know, uh, I feel that um, not to conflate or mix up a particular spiritual message about freedom and liberation and wisdom and empathic compassion and and all with your spiritual or religious teachings with the particular politics of the moment, left or right. Wait, Although I'm... as an individual it's it's good to do that. But to to preach from the pulpit of a non profit church is something that the government has prohibited for nonprofits to get involved in politics, although most churches do it. And to to think you have to be a green or a liberal progressive, you know, American style, because the world is big and, you know, spiritual and religions like Buddhism and Hinduism and Christianity and Judaism and Islam are all over the globe, don't necessarily subscribe just to the liberal progressive ethos that we do. And so it's very confusing to the audience if they hear your spiritual message and it seems like they have to be of a particular political um, side or persuasion. And so we are taught and learn to avoid that as much as possible, although individually we may march. Of course, we vote however we vote and, and, uh, and talk to our friends however we talk to our friends. But from the pulpit and so on, that's different. So this is not my pulpit, so I'm, I feel free to say whatever. But as Lama Suri does, I'm a little careful about, you know, if I talk about compassion and wisdom and enlightenment, as if you have to believe in science and evolution and ecology and support the movement to protect our endangered planet in order to get enlightened.
0: No. Okay, I don't think but, those
1: necessarily go together in the bigger picture.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, no they they absolutely don't, and they have nothing as I said in the letter that I wrote to, to this person. this has nothing to do with policies or left wing or conservative or republican or democrat uh, my only I have only been addressing the biggest thing I have been addressing and uh has been about the this human being and his actions that are uh that are really uh out of line, with my or with in, in my sense of things, would be out of line with anyone's human values. And so it's not about politics. It's about...
1: But I th- disagree with you there. That's why I think that you're conflating things. It's not out of line, perhaps, with his values of the moment. I don't know that he has lasting values. I don't know. I can't speak for his wife or Mike Pence or bannon or his party um, so there is another way of looking at things including evolution and ecology and and so on i'm not saying it's right but there is another way of looking at things okay but that's best i mean it's not compassionate the republicans idea of compassion is to get people to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps at least that's what they say so that's the metaphor of teaching people to fish rather than just giving them charity yeah. or fish. So uh, it's it's a very challenging issue. Uh, I just had a walk with a friend of mine who's a retired thinker and author and psychologist, and he writes a blog now, and he's very intelligent, Barry Dim, and he says that it really bothers him, this black and white thinking that is so unevolved, and it shows up as our very divided country, but it also shows up in our minds as very divided either-or thinking, not leaving room for the and or neither options, or I don't know. So he was asking me as a meditator, what do I do to deal with you mentioned the difficult emotions he said, like anger and frustration and bitterness or resentment about like the administration's recent immigration policy signed by executive order by the president without legal counsel or going through any advice committees process. and discrimination against muslims from certain countries and not other countries that were in clo- in bed with like saudi arabia so it's, it's cronyism and all that and he says so how do you deal with your you know reactions
0: hmm.
1: so i said ramdas when we were in india at the ashram in the 70s he was so pissed off about the Robert McNamara and Nixon and Kissinger and those things, that he put one of their pictures on his altar. It may have been Robert McNamara, the Secretary of Defense, somebody that he really was hating on and reacting to and experiencing all these disturbing emotions that the gurus and the teachings were telling us to um, purify or like integrate more healthily or something. I don't want to say get rid of (laughs) To deal with more healthily, not just blindly react habitually, but to deal with more with equanimity. And he put their picture on the altar along with all the gurus and Maharaji and Karoli Baba and the Buddhas and Ramakrishna and Jesus, whoever was on his altar, Baba. Ma. And that was a great teaching for me. And I was in my young 20s and had been in the peace movement and anti-Vietnam War movement and marched in Washington and been gas in the 60s like so many of us. And that was a great teaching. So I said to my friend, now it's 40 years later, but I say the same t- thing to you. Why don't you put a picture of the disturbing person? We know who we're talking about, but it could be somebody else. It could be Bannon. It could be Dick Cheney, whoever you know, it bothers you so much about. On your altar, and he says, I don't have an altar. I said, well, in the (laughs) altar of your mind next to Karl Marx and Schopenhauer (laughs) and whatever, (laughs) and even out your reactivity and then maybe cultivate a little more inner balance and equanimity. And then you can choose how to respond skillfully and wisely (laughs) rather than just blindly reacting to the habitual stimuli of somebody who 's totally on the other side of the fence on almost every issue that you believe in mm. so that 's one advice, and i can 't even say that I give people it 's ramdas 's good advice
0: yeah
1: that 's what he did,
0: yeah.
1: and wow. it works, and it helps me even out my reactivity so I can respond more thoughtfully, principally, and intentionally, not just blindly react with anger and resentment and hatred and frustration and and so on, although I detest the policy of pushing away the immigrants, and it reminds me of what happened with refugees in World War II, rejecting shiploads of Jews, and, you know, all over the world, other refugees, and so on. It's terrible. It's a terrible thing in this refugee-based country, uh, you know, immigrant-based country that we live in, and building a 2,000. 2000- mile wall. It's absurd. The Great Wall of China was for people 2,000 years ago who couldn't jump very high, who didn't (laughs) have airplanes and and cannons and things, for people (laughs) with swords
0: and spears,
1: as the Maginot Line proved in World War II. It didn't keep people out of Germany because it was just the trenches and, and concrete on the ground. So walls are not the idea. Building walls around our heart is definitely not the idea in the long run. We live in a very divided country, but also it's reflected in our divided, interconflicted mind of black and white thinking and impulsive reactivity, like the president with his impulsive changing of his ideas and views whenever convenient, and just signing executive orders and and things like that. But this religious discrimination is is racist and xenophobic and jingoist. It's warlike.
0: Yeah. And now, uh, but uh, an important statement here you just made, building walls around our hearts, because that is very much what's happening for many, 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 many of us. We are doing that either, you know, consciously or, or unconsciously by, by this, re- you know, the reactivity is creating a wall. Yes. And uh by the way, this thing with Ramdas about he put uh, you know, he puts pictures of Police picture. Of, yeah, yeah, now he's got he's got a, a nice one of Trump. On his, person. Yeah, yeah, difficult people on his on his altar. Um and that hasn't worked for me. The only thing that worked it hasn't for me, worked for no, has it worked no it hasn't illusioning it's it's, me. No, it, it may be working. Yeah. It may be working for him. It hasn't worked for me, okay? Well, yeah. you're much worse. I mean, he, yeah, you know, no, I, I know superior, he's. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yes, obviously. But, but so- I'll tell you what worked. I, I <laughs> did. I did just this kind of a, you know, podcast with him. Of, you know, I don't know a few weeks ago, and we got right into the core of it. And then somehow in the middle of it, I don't know if it was like in one of his, you know, how spacious his moments get. You know, that yeah. he just gets into this wonderful <laughs> place, and I closed my eyes for a minute, and Trump came up, and and suddenly there was just more this is true by the way i'm not bullshitting there was suddenly more i could only characterize it by saying more space i i had more space so he could fit in there a little bit better and i could live with him exactly we have to live
1: with this together
0: so it's it's that so that's what we got to find the way so,
1: not get rid of anger, but live with anger and, and integrate it healthily and not let it degenerate into hatred, rage, and violence. Anger is just an emotion and a feeling, a difficult emotion. How we respond to it makes all the difference.
0: Okay, so anger now
1: is not violence. it's not devolved yet into rage and, and feuds, vendettas, and violence.
0: Okay, so we need this is ask the Lama to give us the prescription. For being able to actually, because it's it's not a mental thing. Okay, go ahead. You know, uh, no. live with the live with the. We need a real prescription day to day to practice. How are we going to get there? Well, first
1: we've been talking about this is being with it. So, the the picture of the difficult person helps you get used to being with it. It almost inoculates you or habituates you to it, and then you start to see the absurdity or the exaggerated part of how much we hate this person who we don't even know personally, but what we really are against or mind is the policies or what we understand or think what we subjectively believe is wrong or unfair or illegal, like about the policies. We're against the sin, the, the act, the, the wrong act, not, the sinner, not the person, per se.
0: Can I just jump in, though? i got to jump that in his there. his wife
1: loves him and, you know, half the country yeah. oh, Yes, for but at the same time,
0: at the same time, it is about the person who abuses people directly, yes. is inhumane well, with people, women. Okay. Yes,
1: I, I agree, and that was very upsetting, but still half the country voted for him. So when I talk to a black... A person, uh, an African-American professor at Harvard who voted for him, she said, I'm not a one-issue voter. I voted for him for other reasons, even though I'm a woman and a person of color. Mm. That was a very intelligent person.
0: Mm. Okay. All right. Well, let's go back. I'm sorry. I had to throw that in there that it was not just the policies, but people are upset at the human, not just the policy, which is way more difficult.
1: We might put them in prison, but you still don't condemn their soul forever. You judge the crime, not exactly the criminals at their true nature, at their heart, at their soul level. So that's one thing. (laughs) And another thing, this sounds a little intellectual. I mean, I could say in a sort of overly imitation, Buddhistic way, when you feel the anger in your body, (laughs) And if it's in your stomach and breathe once, twice or three times. And a lot of teachers prescribe that. And that's good. And that's, you know, body, mind, spirit, integration, helpful, rather than just like lashing out. If somebody steps on your foot, rather than just kicking back, you know, count to 10, count to three, breathe, and then decide how to respond. Maybe you should move your foot. Maybe you should say, excuse me. Not just kick them back like you might in first grade before you learn these lessons. So take it to the next level of road rage. Not just j- jamming on the gas and ramming them, but thinking a couple times, counting to three before you do something rash. Now take it. let's think about more um, generally. This has helped me a lot, Raghu, and I, you won't hear this from every teacher. So I don't know if it's right even, but it works for me. I've lived abroad for over 20 years and I speak one or two languages and I know people in different ways and religions and so on. A lot of people have a lot of friends all over the world of all colors, blah, blah, and all faiths and no faith and all ages. And I start to understand if I was brought up like him, I think the way he thinks. If I was brought up in Nazi Germany, like Kurt Waldheim, the former head of the UN or whatever he was, Secretary General, I would have joined the Nazi youth when I was five or 10, just like he did. And to blame him 50 years later, you know, you and I and your brothers and my brother, maybe we joined the Boy Scouts, the Cub Scouts, the Little League, because our parents did and all our friends did. And that is not unusual all around the world. If, if we were brought up the way somebody else was, we would probably be very much like them. And that empathy, or that makes me feel in more into what they feel and where they're coming from and not just how could people in Kansas vote for creationism in the schools to be taught exactly with equal weight as Darwinian evolution that the world was created in six days or, and then God rested, has equal weight as Darwinian revolution because the good book says so. Well, that's what they did. I guess if I grew up in Kansas and still lived there and I was in, in those churches and I followed, and stayed with my parents' way of thinking and faith, mm-hmm. then I would probably think that way too. That's my observation. If you feel what other people feel, then, you know, if you if you felt attracted to people of the same sex, I know you were heterosexual. If you felt more attracted to people of the same sex, you'd probably be homosexual. That's the conditioning. That's the nature and nurture. I'm not trying to out you. No, <laughs> I'm just saying. And this is a practice. Try to feel what the others feel and see that you know people in the Middle East Think the way people in the Middle East do, not the way people in Upper West Side of New York or in Marin County of um, California or in uh, Santa Fe in New Mexico and Western Texas do.
0: Causes and and conditions.
1: Causes and conditions, not the soul level, not because they're inhumane. They care about their family and their country and their town and their church and their people, and their children just the way we do. I've lived in Japan. I've lived in India, Nepal. I've lived in France for years. I'm not talking about not for a week or a month. People are all the same at that level, and that is so prevalent. And that's how I was a total surprise to me that half the country went for this person that never held government office, elected office, and wasn't prepared for this against a highly qualified candidate, whatever her downsides were. But the Brexit vote showed the same and now France is struggling with similar issues and the very right wing is ascendant, which is totally against immigration, Islam, it's homophobic and a whole bunch of other things. So we're having a, a, a backlash and I'm not sure why a lot of it is fear and anxiety about the economy and the state of the world, certainly
0: well a lot of people in in this country and and all the, these other countries as well there's a very very similar pattern of uh, people being left behind there's no doubt yes. about that and and that uh, those causes and conditions are just as important yes. or, or or are what we are talking about and uh, i i'm not sure that i can just totally agree that that anybody who grows up in those causes and conditions um would not have uh, an awareness of uh, of um, the lack of humanity in another human being that's been displayed. I I suppose like this uh, person that you saw at Harvard or, or wherever, mm. at university in Boston, uh, who said, you know, I am not a one issue voter. And she's, female and black so there was plenty for her to think about especially uh, obviously a very intelligent person who's a very educated person so uh, but at at the same time i find it difficult this is a very good example someone like this where wh- am i missing something in terms of, of uh, just uh, the the intense uh, lack of humanity in certain situations around racism, women, and and, uh, and for that matter, challenged, physically challenged people. And, you well,
1: know. Trump making fun of the
0: crippled reporter,
1: which he backpedaled off of and tried to weasel out of, you know, was pretty horrific. But I don't know if you're missing something. You're perfect as you are. Um, two thoughts. Come One on. is I'm getting like, a message channeling from Maharaji. No, just joking. Maharaji said, (laughs) never throw anybody out of your heart. So that's one thing that I try to apply across the board, even to the edges where people who I disagree with violently or detest or can't believe they're doing what they're doing seem to me to abide. Mm -hmm. Never throw anyone out of your heart. But that's a big general kind of love everyone, one with everyone Jesus, love, acceptance, Buddha, love, acceptance level statement. Right, right. But then what what I want to say was we're talking now about inhumanity and that's, you know, somewhat subjective. Like I read the other day that Jimmy Carter, who I have a high respect for and you probably do, too, and and so on. He um, during his administration, they rejected uh, 20 or 30,000 refugees from politically challenged countries and. Real politic, as they called it, is self-interest and is compromise and is a lot of other things. So I, who would say that Jimmy Carter was an inhumane person? Not too many people, probably. I don't know the man personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's hard to say. And, you know, what you have to do to survive. What What the people... So I don't think... If there's any easy answers about this, but we too are dealing with the difficult emotions and our reactions. And that's where I think we can have traction about spiritual practice and cultivating love and acceptance, but also accepting our impulse, our intention, our good hearted altruism impulse to do, to make, become better people and make a better world, not be passive, complacent, uh, laissez faire to an extreme, but Um, the middle way. Yeah. Some contemplation and acceptance, and inner harmony, and some external action, engagement, and uh, activism, and you know, responsibility, engagement, definitely.
0: Now, as I mentioned before, the thing that really worked for me, and and it was really a significant moment. That moment I had with Ramdas, where I, I don't even remember how it happened. I only remembered the state that I got into that allowed for me to completely expand my consciousness out of focalizing on uh, and completely uh, um, identifying somebody as other. Completely. That stopped in that moment, and and it was because there was just more space within my consciousness. Now, uh, you know, you've been a, a, a meditating and a practitioner for for many many years what uh give us a little bit of uh advice that in the moment when this polarization happens because i mean the other thing by the way that we talked about with with uh, uh ramdas was unless you fix your own heart you mm-hmm. cannot do any social action of any sort and expect it to be uh uh, right. a value stainless yeah exactly. well i would say
1: it could have some value but it won't be flawless or without some mixed yeah
0: i mean and it could have the opposite uh, uh, right. you know results so yes. uh you know so that's very much part of this conversation as well we we it's not like that we're going to wait before we take any action until we're completely straight but we both have we have to do it at the same time i think we're all yes. uh, agreeing on that conclusion but give us a little thing about how do we, in the moment, actually create? A, I mean, you you've said a few things that really make sense, but but in a practical way of of cutting that reactivity at its root in the moment. Um, I mean, you've talked about breath and so on, but I, I think there's more of a day-to-day how to engender this. No.
1: Yes. Well, I think, like I said, breath and awareness is one thing, and that's day to day in the moment, wherever we are. You don't have to sit down and cross your legs or close your eyes and meditate to do that, to breathe and aware and relax a little so we can choose how to respond. Um, I think also taking a risk, like being willing to cross that gap a little because there really is no other. So that sounds theoretical. So taking the risk across the gap and see if you fall into the moat, because there is no moat. Like maybe you could listen to them a, a little bit more before reacting or uh, try to, you know, play the devil's advocate and agree with them and see how that affects your side of the thinking. So that you're not, so that you're like, it's like an improv theater, or improv comedy, you go with whatever's happening, you don't push back. Mm-hmm like in Aikido,
0: mm-hmm. you go analogy. with it,
1: yeah. you know, jiu so that you cross the moat and see if there really is a moat, you fall in, because there's really not such a big gap between us and the other, and then you can maybe find a third way which suits both of you, you know, some common ground. Like, we might be shouting about nuclear armaments, but nobody wants their country, their continent, their race to be blown off the face of the earth unless they're... You know, criminally insane megalomania. Most of the world leaders, I think, are not that. Let's give them better for the doubt. Yes, okay. <laughs> so I'm just saying. So find a common thread. On the other hand, we seem to have intractable issues like the, the Israeli and Palestinian problem or the Catholic and Protestant problem in Ireland and other things. And, you know, as a Buddhist teacher and a thinker, I just have to say, it's not just the sort of conservative Christians in America that are pushing out the Muslims out of this country, that the Buddhists in Burma are pushing out the Muslims and discriminating against the Rohingyas, which is a Muslim population. Of significance in Myanmar, which used to be called Burma. And who's the head there now? The Nobel Peace Prize laureate, Madam Aung San Suu Kyi, who was the darling of the left for decades when she was under house arrest under the military coup junta ruling Burma, now (laughs) Myanmar. And now she's a democratic leader of that country after decades of house arrest. I'm not saying she's doing it per se, but she's partly responsible. And the Muslim minority is getting burned and raped and chased out of the country and definitely discriminated against. And they've been there for generations. So that's a Buddhist leadership country. Uh, It's a Buddhist country. It's not just the conservative Christians that do this to the Muslims or to other um, races, nationalities, and so on. And we see it with the Turks and the Armenians and Azerbaijans and there are many examples and so I think we have to cross this gap and find some common ground otherwise these things are going to go on for more generations and centuries and I think in the moment is the only place we can be and work on this as well as working from outside in with dialogue. We can only have dialogue with people that will dialogue with you. All of our interreligious dialogue which I've been involved with for years it seems to involve moderate people. Of the mm-hmm.
0: different faiths, mm. not the yeah um,
1: fundamentalist
0: extremists.
1: Yeah. So, so well, it's hard mean, to solve the problem.
0: Yeah, I don't think I think in the case and what we're talking about with this reactivity, obviously it's focused around uh, one person, Trump, and and the people that he's brought into this government. Obviously, that's that's easy, but it's also uh, and you know and we can take Ramdas's thing and put. Boy, you'd have to put maybe twelve, fifteen, twenty pictures up on your on your altar on that one, um, and and work with well, it. Well, maybe more. Maybe I'm more. I'm just
1: speaking to you and, and and whoever's listening. What about you know whoever I hated or detested
0: yeah, for the first.
1: in law is or yeah. ex yeah. or you know it's messy, a long neighbor yeah. or I don't know what a, abuser when we were a child.
0: Yeah, so you yeah. can only go so far with that. You could your puja <laughs> table would be. You know, kind of like a, like a, a dining a room table. Deck. Yeah, the deck, yeah, the whole deck, <laughs> <laughs> and you just sit there in the middle of it. Go, so, holy shit! Being pissed. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but if this is all in the mind, you see, so yeah. we could handle it. They could have a big, wide space for that. Actually, it'd be a great still thing wish to do. You well, wherever they go. Yeah. And you know, not that we need to see them at Christmas sit around the same table. <laughs> I wish you well. May you be well wherever you go, even if you're dead. Keep going. <laughs> I wish you well wherever uh, you go, whatever you do. All right,
0: this is a great prescription, by the way, to move us all from me to we. Okay? Yes. because We love uh,
1: and kindness is wishing well for others, yeah. benevolence. It's a great practice. We can do it any time.
0: <laughs> yes. So... Uh,
1: you well wherever you go, whatever you do. It doesn't mean we have to invite you in to sit around the table anymore. We're adults now. We can choose, mostly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, back again to the reactivity and the ways in which we can deal with it. I think I think, you know, uh, well, a little bit of humor helps. That's for sure. I mean, you know, Trump or Rinpoche would have uh, would have had some fun with this situation. I would, I would say. We have Trump say. Rinpoche. Trump, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's another way to see him. Yeah.
1: Well, he's got to mensch up. We started with that. But we all do. This is part of menshing up.
0: Mensh up, mench, I'd like that. That's person, good. Not just oh, for the, by the way, not everybody may know what mensh up is.
1: Defining okay. an authentic person, yeah. not just okay. a real man. It's Yiddish for an authentic person, a decent person, a responsible, mature adult, yeah. not a childish brat.
0: Right, and, yeah, and, uh, and I have to admit that I feel like a childish, childish brat. Many's a time since, in the last few months, where you know I'm trying to be so full of equanimity after decades of practice, and and just have wonderful advice for people to be able to maintain some sense of balance, and I then I'm it. alone in my room, and somebody I uh, may have turned the news on, and his picture uh, comes on, and I, uh, you know, or a video of him talking or whatever, and I'm screaming epithets. Okay, by myself in the room that nobody knows about. That's probably right. Yeah. No, oh no, know. it's all righteous bullshit. You know. Uh, so <laughs> we know
1: we're doing it too. Yeah. It's endemic to the current situation. Yeah. Right. Po- polarization.
0: Yeah. So, um, and I guess you know what? What did you? I think you just said something like, "Yeah, you just got to, Well, I th- uh, courage, 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 bon courage, bon courage, bon courage. right you got to have that to say i don't want this inside me because this is hurting me and it's hurting everybody around me because i am vibrating at a certain level that is taking you know us down to the lowest common denominator animalistic denominator and so i do want not to be acting in this manner and i even that is a very difficult thing i don't want to do it okay yeah i'd rather what be saying
1: about the childish brat
0: yeah exactly. i don't want it
1: that's all yeah don't tell me it's right or you you should yeah. go to put. spiritual up, you should wear shoes. bullshit i don't, that don't want yeah. to go to school yeah. i want to be barefoot in the backyard like i was last year yeah <laughs>
0: All year, and you know what? H three. I I mean, I keep going back. I mean, we we both love Ramdas so much, and of course, I'm so involved with him, with the foundation, and all that stuff. But I, again, when I come, I have come on to him like this, and go, you know, you know, you can't. He was saying before, you know, he actually got in office. He, I was with him in December. He said you know we we do have to allow for some spacious give let's see what happens before you already are living in the future that it's all going right. to completely rotten. Disaster. and i would <laughs> and i went now come on now you really you know you know what he's been talking about you come on that's just up level whatever i was whining to him and and then he he would so we continued to talk about it and and he would say and in the most uh, compassionate tones and compassion, I think we we need to talk about compassion a little bit for ourselves to start with, but in the most compassionate tones. Yeah. He said, I just don't want to create us and them in myself or anywhere else. I don't. And the way he said it and with, with real compassion, no bullshit. I got it, and I, I was able to just, okay, just relax for a minute with my childish outbursts. So, Tantrum. Yeah. Let's talk about compassion. But well, before we about, go on, I yeah. just want to say
1: it's no news to anybody that we all or most of us are better at giving wise advice to others than taking it ourselves. Yep. That's no surprise. Yep. And also – you cause you know, you say Ramdas calls you on your shit and Ramdas, I remember he would say Maharaji called him on his shit when he was being like a childish brat or whatever words he used, not believing or saying it's not possible, or how you know, I yes, never throw anybody out of your heart, but what about that bitch? Or yeah. <laughs> bastard, whatever he said, <laughs> felt, thought, as we all do. Yeah. But the exceptions. So It's not that that's a hierarchy, it's a lineage. It it passes down through all of us, generation after generation, and the elder to the younger, or the wiser to the less mature. And that's how it goes on. And if we carry that negativity and create us in them, then we pass it on to our youngers our mentees our children our whoever's around us and they it's a gift that keeps on giving but not in a good way necessarily yeah. so we have a, I feel responsibility to when i get clearer everything gets clearer and it helps clarify situation for everyone and then we're a light rather than a shadow
0: yeah. in
1: the world and that's the wisdom side And then of course there's the warm loving empathic Altruistic compassion side that's also very important yeah, to develop right. yeah. empathy, feeling what others feel and identifying with them what they want, not just what I momentarily want, and being able to listen better or wait a little or not know, not think we have all the answers hmm. like Rangas was saying let's wait he's elected, let's wait and see. Of course, he's thinking similarly, but he's older than we are. Let's wait and see. He's seen a lot of uh, regimes come in since the 1940s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and the pendulum swing back and forth.
0: Yeah, I'm going to call him up, though, and go, okay, we waited. We're seeing, okay? Now (laughs) what? (laughs) Well, call him up and tell us what he
1: says. Yeah, right. No, You know, we have to take the Chinese view and wait maybe a few more years.
0: not just a few months. Right, right. The long, yeah, and that there is something to the that. The long view. Yeah, the long view. Um, uh, You know I'd like you to, can you do a little bit of something really practical, a little bit of uh, a compassion, just a small few minute meditation, uh, Lama Surya Das, on compassion and bringing that warmth and spaciousness that compassion uh entails into just into our deepest part of our beings whatever we want to call that spiritual heart souls mm-hmm. buddha mind it's all to me all the same mm-hmm. can we do that
1: sure i'm going to begin with the compassion chant the dalai lama's favorite prayer in tibetan and in english and then a little guided co-meditation, inter-meditation, inter-being together in the heart of caring and com- empathic compassion. <laughs> Kane Kandu Belwa Show. With a lamp of enlightenment, of wisdom and loving kindness, has not yet been ignited, may it be ignited, may it flare up. And where it has been lit, may it blaze up and illumine the darkness of ignorance, greed, hatred, delusion, pride, and jealousy, and may we all together complete the spiritual journey to harmony and oneness, great peace. Recognizing that what we want and need, you want and need, everyone wants and needs whatever their color or shape and is pursuing it in different ways. As the Dalai Lama says, if you think about yourself standing there and all the beings, not just human beings, across from you or around you, there's so many of them in one of you, and try to equalize and not be so self-important and have compassion also for them, what they want to need. so many of them, human beings, children, sick people, refugees, immigrants, poor people, hunger, and to poor beasts of burden and others who are hunted to fearful, all endowed with the luminous Buddha nature, the inner light, the divine, the innate spirit, all wanting to survive, to procreate, to love, to live, to be content, fulfilled, so many past, present, and future passing by like bubbles on the stream, including us, and erode the sense of self and other, just one of them, a wave in the sea of beings, all one, a bubble in the sea of beings interbeing, interwoven, interconnected, from the heart and soul, warm, luminous, just being before we started becoming someone and achieving and building our world, just being together, the beloved child of our beloved parents and grandparents so welcome for what we are, just being, not what we become not what we do or accumulate, just being, primordial being, naked being, beautiful, gorgeous, inner child, inner Buddha, little Buddha being, like light in a niche, in the Pearl Mosque, in God's mansion, in Buddha heart, however you look at it, luminous, complete. love, loving, caring for others as like oneself, like our own children, treating them like our own children. Love, through loving, light, Luminous, loving awareness. This moment, only moment right now, just being. Prior, upstream from our minds and thoughts and bodies. Just the beloved child of our parents and grandparents. Like the crown of creation, just our beautiful, your beautiful being. I love it. I love you. seeing through the illusion of separation, that's love, oneness and beyond, resting in the lap of the divine, the Buddha heart, right now. May we all find rest in that sacred space, in our own heart center, where the inner space is bigger than any outer house or building. May we all be happy, peaceful, in harmony, healed, content. Be kind to each other, love to one and all. Thank you for co-meditating together with us today. Imaho.
0: Thank you, Surya Das. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, You're fading into the dark. Yes, (laughs) there we go. Oh, God. Well, you know what? All right, well, we're going to... we're going to end this right now. and um, I lost the sound. That's okay. We're at the end. You can't hear me? Okay. Uh, so thank you, Surya Das. This is uh, for our Mench Up podcast and on Mind Rolling on the Be Here Now I don't know Net- what happened. Are we back? On the Be Here Now Network. <laughs>